Good morning, everybody. I'm Nick, creator of Define My Day. If you're normally in the user group, uh, this is a new thing for us. Uh, we're taking the live good morning video that I normally do in the user group. We're bringing it out to the main Define My Day page. There's a couple of reasons for that. One of the big reasons is that I want to, the, the conversations we're having right now, especially, I feel like we should be having uh, with people that may not be Define My Day customers yet, or, or may never be Define My Day customers, but still need some of the information that we're talking about. So I'm bringing the stuff that we talk about day in and day out in the Define My Day user group out to the public. So I appreciate all the Define My Day users that are following us out here. Uh, from the user group. And I welcome everybody that is not a Define My Day user, uh, but still would like to try to get a handle on what's going on these days. I know there's a lot and uh, we want to try to help you get through that in the best way we can. Um, you know, uh, we hope that the information we give you is valuable and helpful. Um, and, uh, you know, we always appreciate feedback. If you have anything you want to learn more about, please leave comments. We are willing and able to, uh, to help in any way we can. Uh, and, and, and certainly if there's something that we can't answer, we can help you try to find an answer. So uh, feel free to leave a comment, question, whatever you like. Even if you're not catching this live, you are perfectly welcome to leave a comment after the fact and uh, we'll come back and answer later or answer in tomorrow's video. So the way this works is that every morning I come on live at 10 o'clock. We've been doing this for about three or four months now. I started it as a way to help people that are new to define my day, especially around the New Year's time when we got a lot of new people in. I started this to help them get through it a little bit easier and it worked so well, we continued doing it. And uh, it was, uh, you know, we're getting more on a regular schedule now. Now we're at 10 o'clock in the morning, especially now that I really have no place to go. Um, and, you know, originally I was doing it with like messy hair, a cup of coffee, just kind of like anything I could do to get on and talk to everybody. And then we've been refining it as we go. So I'm, I'm, you know, trying to clean it up a little bit. Although we'll see how my hair ends up in a couple of weeks or a month or two um, since I can't go out and get my hair cut. Will I shave my head with clippers or will I just let it grow out shaggy? We'll find out. Um, <laughs> I have no idea how I'm going to go with it. But I know my kids are looking a little bit shaggy now, too, already. And, um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to go with it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but so you can catch me here every morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, I'm here to answer questions. We'll usually have like a loose topic, but it's mainly to just answer any questions that anybody has. Uh, you know, today I do have a topic like three quick things to flatten the emotional curve or emotional roller coaster that everybody seems to be going through these days. Um, uh, but we also do a live video on uh, Thursdays over on facebook.com slash defined life. And that one is usually a little bit more broad. It's not so define my day specific, a little bit more broad. And we'll talk about some things that really maybe may have nothing to do with define my day. But we want to try to keep it loose, try to keep it fun. Uh, so, you know, in some days might not be fun. Some days are a little bit more serious, depends on the current situation. So we'll try to do what we can. Um, I thought I'd start off today with something new. I'm a, because there's so many funny memes going around concerning the coronavirus, I figured we would start doing a meme of the day. So I can't 
post a photo of this one because it drops the F-bomb. So I'm not going to post that. But I laughed out loud when I saw this last night. So I want to share it with you. Uh, if you're familiar with the TV show Friends, there's an episode where Phoebe tries to teach Joey French. And she goes word by word and he repeats it back perfectly. So, you know, she says the first word, he says it back. She says the second word, he says it back. And then she goes to say the entire sentence and he just goes blah, 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 or something like that, right? <clears throat> and so <clears throat> this one is stay and he says stay. And then the next one, next block is she says the F, he says the F and she says home and he says home. And then she says, stay the F home. And he goes, picnic in the park. <clears throat> and if you've seen the episode, if you know what I'm talking about, it, it's like, it's exactly like, that's exactly what's going on right now. People are hearing, stay the F home. And they're having picnics in the park or their kids are playing on the schoolyard, playing basketball or whatever. And I think we're beyond the point where people can think that what's going on right now is fake news or anything like that. Right. I mean, like all the government agencies are pretty much on board with the fact that we need to stay home. Right. It's not even social distancing was a little bit blurry of a term. Now it's just clearly stay home. Right. Unless you need to go out for an emergency or groceries or something like that. Uh, it's the responsible thing to do. Even if you don't feel you're worried for yourself, uh, the infection rate of this. And there's a video that I just saw today. Uh, the infection rate of this, uh, the flu is like for every person infected, they might infect one point four people on average. Uh, for every person that's infected with the coronavirus, they infect three or more people or, or it, like maybe even 15 people. I think the number might have been. Uh, I didn't study up on that particular aspect of it, but it it's, grows exponentially. And that's what we're seeing. And even if the majority of the people recover, we're worried about our medical workers. We're worried about the fact that they are exposing themselves day in and day out, that they can get sick, that they will be overwhelmed. They will be tired. And we need to be concerned for them. We need to be concerned for the older population that has a higher incidence of, um, of serious issue. And we need to be concerned for the people that are even younger that still have critical issues with this disease. So, you know, let's, can we, can we stop like, you know, uh, uh, you know, trying to, uh, assert our freedom and, and, and try to just for a moment, for a couple of weeks, whatever, whatever right now, can we just take a breath and just, uh, slow down. Right. And we're all worried. We are all worried. I am worried. Uh, we've seen the impact on our business. Um, and we've seen the impact on our friends' businesses. We have friends that are owners of hair salons. We have friends that are employees of businesses that have shut down. There's a lot of scary stuff going on. Um, and, you know, we just want to try to keep it from getting worse. And, and that's the point right now. So um, we have to deal with what we have to deal with uh, and, and try to make this level off, flatten the curve, right? So let's, let's try to do that. Um, Angel, good morning. Good to see you. Lori, good to see you too. I'll post you up here real quick. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm happy you guys are with me here. I appreciate it. Uh, it was something that happened over the weekend. So yesterday, you know, obviously Sunday. Um, and uh, well, you know what, before I get to that, I also wanted to finish this thought. 
Uh, as far as where you can find us, if you miss any of these or you want to listen to them, we are now posting all of our uh, discussions on our podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, so you can catch all of the recordings of these there. We're also uploading them to YouTube, which is youtube.com slash defined life. Good morning, Luann, and good morning, Deborah. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> all right. So this morning, or, or I'm sorry, yesterday, Sunday, we, um, you know, we, we cleaned the house. Yesterday morning was like a, you know, let's wake up and just disinfect the entire house for the heck of it. You know, mainly needs cleaned anyway, but we want to just do that a little extra special. Uh, we finished watching Funny Farm, which, oh, man, we cut it off like right at the lamb fries part, which, you know, if you don't know what that is, you can look it up. Uh, we cut it off there and then we, we started the next day and then it started to get serious. Like the couple started fighting and they started talking about divorce. And I'm like, oh, man, they didn't really want this. But it ended up the movie ended up OK. I forgot about that whole part of the movie, even though I've seen it a million times on, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, but, uh, overall finished that movie out pretty good. My kids went on to play Fortnite together. And if you don't know, you know, I have a, a nine year old going on 10 in June and I have a six year old and the six year old was just allowed to start playing Fortnite with his older brother, something they could do together. And so, um, the, the problem that we have going on is that the older one plays with his friends and they're much more advanced than the six-year-old, as you can imagine. And so the six-year-old gets frustrated when he, uh, you know, when, when they're much better, they, they, you know, kill him easier, easier. And, uh, you know, he gets frustrated with it and they start to pick on him a little bit. So we've addressed this with our nine-year-old and told him, you know, look, this is your little brother. He's going to be your best friend for the rest of your life. You know, you guys our blood, right? You know, you got to take care of him, show him how to do it, you know, ease him along. If you see that he's getting upset, like, you know, you, you play with him, but if you see that he's starting to get upset, you have to be a little bit understanding of that. And what ha ends up happening yesterday uh, was a clear, uh, you know, like adult emotions that we deal with um, and how they manifest as children. And this is kind of this is, you know, things that I need to like turn the dials on with my boys. So the older one, uh, him and his friends, two other friends, uh, start, you know, trapping Ryan, my younger one in the storm. He dies, he gets upset and they keep doing things to like antagonize him. And so he gets upset. Now at six years old, he can articulate his emotions and exactly where they come from in a way that like my wife and I go, what? Like, how do you even, how are you even aware of this? So while the older one's more analytical, uh, and, and smart, smart, uh, the younger one is just emotionally intelligent to a degree that I don't know that I've ever experienced with many people at all, let alone a kid. And so, you know, he's explaining why he's upset and what they're doing to make him upset and why he got off. And my older one has been warned about this and little does he know it's already it's noon and that was the time he was supposed to get off anyway. So it didn't really that didn't really take away any PlayStation time from him. Uh, but I go up there and I say, look, Ryan's upset. You know why he's upset. Get off now. And then we after that, he's upset that he has to get off. And we talk about the situation and I'm telling him it like, look. I know you guys are better than him and, you know, you're going to beat him in this game. 
But when you see him start to get that upset, you need to take a step back and address that situation, right? Instead, he plowed ahead and made him more upset until he jumped off. And while I'm having this conversation with my older one, my younger one comes upstairs and starts apologizing. Nicholas, I'm sorry you're getting in trouble. It's my fault, blah, blah, blah. So he's taking responsibility for the other one's emotions, which is not okay either. And so we have one, my older one, who has zero empathy for the younger one and is just upset that now he has to get off, not understanding his role at all in this situation. And we have the younger one not only taking responsibility for his own emotions, but then also trying to take responsibility for the result of the older one's emotions. So one with zero empathy and the other one with almost too much empathy and to the point where he's taking on someone else's pain. Both of those situations are not good. And so that's, as we go forward as parents, things that we need to continue to talk about. Number one, the younger one, this is not your responsibility. You are upset for a valid reason and it's not your responsibility. You don't have to feel responsible for what happens to the older one. The older one needs to understand that he needs to have some empathy for his kid, for his, for his younger brother, and understand that, you know, his emotions like matter and the fact that he hurt him matters, right? And he should have some feeling about that. And we continue to have that conversation off and on for about an hour as it didn't seem to be sinking in. Um, but in, in, the, in the younger one, you know, he kind of, you know, understood and, and went off. But the older one, we were continuing to have this conversation to understand, like, look, you need to get outside of yourself for a moment here and understand there's more than you going on. And so that's something that, you know, if that, that manifests into adulthood, that can be a significant problem for both. And I'm going to butcher this, but in Brene Brown's um, books, she talks about, you know, having empathy, but, you know, it's, it's understanding that someone else is in a hole and understanding like and feeling bad and, and, and understanding that, you know, and you can say, you know, I, I, I understand you're in pain, like, you know, like, like, you know, but you don't have to put yourself in the hole with them, which is what my son is doing. My younger son. Right. He is taking responsibility for that person's emotions. And that's that's not OK. So we can we can be empathetic you know, for someone, right? We can, we can understand that they're feeling pain. We don't have to take that pain upon ourselves. Um, we also don't want to be on the flip side of it where we don't feel anybody's pain and we just completely objectify it and say, you know, whatever, they're going through their own stuff, right? You got to be somewhere in the middle. So that's my real life example simplified in children uh, for what happens all over the place right now. So... All right, I'm going to get back into the comments real quick. Good morning, Helen, if I didn't already catch you. Good morning, Stacy. Uh, tongue's not working. Good morning, Stacy. And good morning, Janice. Working on a routine around here with both boys. It's tough. It is hard, man. It, you know, <clears throat> I'm trying to balance that, like, having a routine while not overdoing it, right? We don't want to be like, because we know... We know that we're as stressed out as they are and um, or we're more, more stressed out than, than they are and they can't go see the friends. They really can't get outside unless it's with us, like around here, but not with other kids. And so dealing with all of this is difficult for everybody. So we're trying to be understanding of that. We're trying to be loose while at the same time, you know, there are certain things that do need to happen. 
So uh, this morning, you know, I'm sticking to my routine up at five o'clock. Um, I hit I did hit the news a little bit. Just uh, just a quick read. Didn't watch any. And then got on to work. Did a lot of things for the business, trying to make sure that we're set up for this week. Um, and so we have to, uh, you know, we have to do what we have to do. We have to keep on going. And the conversation my wife and I have is that, you know, we control what we can control. And so we just we do what we have to do moving forward. And what the things we can't control, we sort of have to let go. So that's uh, that's where we're at with this. Um, Pamela. So Pamela, for anybody that doesn't have any background with Pamela, you, you probably don't. Uh, Pamela uh, does testing in the medical environment. And so both labs that she works for have uh, FDA approval uh, or did receive FDA approved test kits. So that's awesome. Good to hear, Pamela. Um, stay safe. Please stay safe. Um, and we'll, I'm sure you'll keep up with us. Let us know how things are going. And actually, now, Nick, since all this has been going on, we see how many medical personnel are using Define My Day right now. And uh, I, it really hits home even more now that we see people that we know uh, that we weren't aware of them being in the hospital setting or the medical environment, healthcare setting. Um, now we see, like, we have, we have people we care about that, are, that this hits home with. So stay safe out there. 14 and 10 years old, Janice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're nine and six. You're a little bit ahead of us, but in the same kind of age gap. So you probably have experienced all this, the same stuff as me also. Um, <laughs> it's Luann. So glad I can't hear the sound of your working while listening. Hey, you know what? I actually, I was on a webinar and they used Microsoft Teams. Uh, this was on Friday and I, I, everybody was muted. I couldn't hear anybody else. Um, and I had my earbuds in and I walked in and went to the bathroom and I'm fairly certain the organizer heard it because he was like, like halfway through me going, he's like, uh, can we make sure everybody's muted, please? <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So there's probably a recording of this. Now I went back and listened. I, I listened to the recording and you couldn't hear anything, but I think live and it probably had my name, like Nick Boris is talking and it, you know, is just the sound of me going to the bathroom. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But it, the timing was perfect. If it wasn't me, I don't know. But uh, yeah, maybe I don't make, they got to learn how to use Microsoft Teams and make sure everybody's muted. I like it on Zoom or webinar, uh, you know, whatever the other webinar software is. I can't think of it right now. Good webinar. Like you can see that you're muted. Right. But on Microsoft Teams, you can't. I, I you know, I double check that after the fact. Uh, so, Luann, whatever you're doing right now can't be as bad as that. So I feel you. Uh, do I have a particular Brene Brown? Man, I, I've had coffee today. Uh, do I have a particular Brene Brown book that focuses on that issue? I work with a group of empaths and we're always looking for other tools to recommend to them. So uh, the one that I am, uh, the one that I'm reading right now is Dare to Lead. The, I have one on my bookshelf. Daring Greatly is one of her older ones, but Dare to Lead is the one that I'm reading right now that addresses all of this. It, you know, it's sort of in the work environment, which I believe if you have a team, it probably fits for you. So, yeah, uh, I think really and you could even go to um, 
yeah, I think she has a special on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Uh, it's like a one hour special that's very good also. So I would I would recommend that. I, I like Brene Brown. Um, I'm, I, this book that I'm reading, The Dare to Lead, is taking me a while to get through. And I've kind of woven in other books at times. I don't know why. I'm having such a hard time with this. It's not that it's a bad book. It's just for some reason it's it's not one of those ones that I can't I can't put down. It's it's one that I digest, I put down, and then I read it the next day, you know, for 10, 20 minutes and then put it down. And then maybe I take a break for a couple of days and listen to something else or read something else. It's not one of those ones where I just fly through 300 pages in a couple of days. I don't know why. I don't it's just me. All right. So let's get on with, and you guys, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to get into these three things, but post questions, uh, either about these three things or anything else you want to ask, anything you're randomly thinking, throw it up. You are welcome to, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, but the three things now, these are, I, I want to preface this by saying there is blowback about positive thinking. Now I'm, so in this, in this particular instance, I'm not, excuse me, I'm not talking about positive thinking, but I am going to talk about positive actions and positive patterns of thought, I guess. So we're not going to like, I, I disagree with the, like, Oh, just blowing things off and everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be, you know, everything's fine. Like you can't just have go like all the way over to positive thinking, but you can train yourself to focus on what's positive, right? So there's a, there's a nuance and a difference there. Um, but so these are three positive actions that you can take to flatten the emotional curve while going through this entire crisis that's happening right now. Uh, number one for me, and I think this is really important and probably the hardest thing to do is observe your energy, observe your feelings. So if there is something that you're doing that is making you feel like you're accomplishing something, I would lean into that. If there is something that you are doing that is neglecting something else, then I would try to navigate through that and try to understand why you're neglecting something. If there's something that you're doing that is draining, that is causing anxiety, for me, that was watching the news last week. So in the beginning of the week, I was watching a couple hours of news or more every day trying to get up on current events, trying to like help me make strategic decisions personally and financially uh, and, and from a business perspective. So I'm, I'm watching what's going on. But after a while, I like maybe into like the Wednesday, Thursday timeframe of last week, I started to feel it here. I started to feel anxiety. I started to feel overwhelmed. I started to feel scared. Right. And as like in and, and the, the stuff that was coming out, wasn't really anything new. It was sort of a rehash of everything that I've been already hearing. So I wasn't learning anything new. It was just overwhelming me. And so what I had to do as I was figuring this out was step away from the news uh, and limit the things. And if I started to feel that I had to cut it off. Right. And even to the point where if somebody would try to tell me the news, I would have to say, look, I, I'm, I can't not right now. Right. It's just it's too much right now. And my wife have had my wife and I had that conversation because she was in the opposite space as me. And the, earlier in the week, she was in that place. And then she started feeling reassured. And then I was getting that way Wednesday and Thursday. 
And as she was trying to have practical conversations about the news, I had to tell her, look, I can't. I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm overloaded with it. I can't. Right. And so that was me identifying that I can't like I can't handle anymore. You know, right. And so I was giving myself I, I cut off I cut off the dosage of the news for a while there. And I, I was testing it out like I would turn on the news. And if I started to feel that, nope, turn it off. And then I would try it again later. And if it was, if I was OK, I was OK. Right. And we just have to understand that. And the same thing happens for, you know, anything like TV watching, just just watching TV shows. If, you know, you can binge watch something on Netflix until it gets to the point where you start feeling really guilty about it. then at that point, you got to cut it off. Right. You got to understand, OK, this is telling me right now my energy is saying I need to be doing other things that are better for me. So, you know, observe where that energy is going uh, and, and or which way your energy is flowing. And if it's being drained by what you're doing, you have to stop it and redirect yourself another direction. Now, with Define My Day, we have traditionally talked about, you know, whether you want to or not, handling your disciplines, handling your priorities, keep moving forward, approach your goals. We are in a different time right now. So while... You have goals. And we talked about you know, how to approach our goals in Thursday's live session. You can check that out on YouTube if you like. And it's on our, our podcast. We talked about readdressing goals and, and reassessing goals. We should still be moving toward the goals that are aligned with our purpose and values. But we need to be a little bit more patient with ourselves and a little bit more understanding that you know, our energy isn't going to be where we expect it to be. Right. So we have to be a little understanding of that and be like, take time, take breaks, distract yourself. I normally say avoid distractions, right? You want to defeat distractions. We talk about it all the time. Now, if you start going to that place, now you need to start like, okay, I need to distract myself, right? I'm thinking about things way too much. I'm over analyzing and letting it get over me. I need to go watch TV for a little while and watch something that like a comedy, like funny farm or something like that. Whatever you want to watch, something that takes your mind off of it. That's okay. Do what you got to do. So now we're, we're trying to find a new equilibrium. We're trying to find a new balance for ourselves. So this is, this is going to be the hardest thing to do here. But observing your energy is our number one thing we want to try to do. And if we do something that we actually feel worse after doing it, understand why. Stop doing it and move on to something else that will make us feel better? Is there something we're avoiding? Should we be cleaning the house? Should we be reorganizing? Should we be applying for a disaster loan for our small business? Should we be um, you know, talking to somebody that we miss? Should we be, um, you know, whatever, whatever you should be doing, right? If you're feeling guilty about not doing it because you're avoiding it, creatively avoiding it, uh, start doing it, right? Set a, set a goal, just do a little bit. It can be something simple. You know, yesterday, um, after, you know, eating, I was looking around and our cabinets needed to be needed to be cleaned. Right. Something that's kind of been on my list, like back of my mind. And I said, you know what? Right now, I'm just going to do the top set of cabinets. I'm just going to clean them off. So I got a soapy dish rag and I started cleaning uh, the cabinets and I just set a goal. I'm going to do the top. But then when I was done, I said, you know what? I'm going to finish the bottom. I'm going to go all the way through. I'm going to push through. Right. And it's something that small leaves you with a sense of accomplishment. Right. That's been nagging me. Like I'm looking at these cabinets thinking, man, I really need to wash those. And that little thing has nothing to do with my goals in my business, has nothing to do with my goals in life 
other than I want to keep a clean home, right? I want a clean environment. So it's more of a value than it is a goal. But that little thing, I walked away from the kitchen after, you know, it took me 20 minutes, but I walked away feeling a sense of accomplishment from it, right? And so that made me, that gave me energy. And from that, I went off and did other things for work and I did other things with my family and it just sort of gets that momentum going in the right direction. <clears throat> so that was my like spark to be productive in doing other things. So observe your energy is number one. Number two, take time to appreciate what you have. And this is something I don't believe many people do. And we, we have it built into the define my day process every day. And I think we still even take it for granted. We need to take the time to say things are tough. Things stink right now. But right now I have my health. Right now I can talk to my wife every morning when I wake up. Right now I can run into my kids' room and give them a big old hug. Right now I have a roof over my head. I appreciate these things. Maybe you're not making an income. But thankfully, we live in a country where we are dedicated to helping each other out right now. You know, thankfully, you know, right now I can't say it because the sun's not out, but the sun came up today and the birds are chirping, right? Like there is always something to be thankful for. And it's funny because my dad had a negative way of doing this when I was a kid. He'd always say, no matter how bad you think you have it, somebody else has it worse. And while that's not the way that I would recommend going about appreciation, it is it puts things into perspective that like, yeah, you know, like even now, even in all of this, there is somebody starving. There is somebody else uh, in in the midst of um, sexual slavery. Right. I mean, there are people going through awful, terrible things. We can survive this. Right. Taking that time to appreciate that as bad as we might have it right now, we still have things to be thankful for. Another method, and we talked about it yesterday, uh, we talked about like one of the recommendations in the hundred things we could do during the this, you know, while staying at home. One of the things was have a glass of wine and make up a story where that grape came from. And that is a, actually a way of appreciation. Uh, imagining like all the work that went into creating, you know, growing the grape, planting the, the vine, growing the grape, smashing the grape, fermenting the wine, marketing the wine, transporting the wine, all the things that go into that to get it into your glass. All the work and sweat and tears and investment and, and, and risk to get that into your hand is huge. And like observing that whole story, making up that whole storyline is is a way of appreciating that that little thing that you have that you might take for granted every day. I told the story of a business person I met in, in uh, uh, I guess it was January uh, at, a, at a networking event. And he said every morning, this is his routine, every morning when he gets up out of bed and he walks into the bathroom, when he turns on the light, he imagines all the people that were in the process of creating electricity so that he could do the simple thing of turning on a light. All the guys that had to dig coal out of the ground, transport it to the electrical plant, the, the guys that are working there, the guys that had to lay the lines to get the electricity to his house, 
all the things that had to happen. And so he turned on that light and he said, thank you. And then he said to himself, what am I going to do today that's going to make it worth their time and their effort and their sacrifice? What am I going to do for the world today? Right. I, when he said, when he told me this, it blew my mind. And he does that when he turns on the, turns on the water also. What am I going to do today to earn what these people did to get me this water? And we just turn it on and, and that's it. Right. You know, it's, it's expected to be there. And if it's out, if the electricity doesn't work, I mean, believe me, I, we've had electrical problems in this area for the past couple of months. We get flipped out about it. Oh, not again. Oh, what's going on? Like we get so bent out of shape. But the fact that it even happened in the first place was, you know, a, a lot of energy and investment and in, in, in everything. And so we have to take time to appreciate that. And when we do that, all of these other things start to feel a little bit less consequential. And we start to feel a little bit better about where we are now, even if it's not a great place. Okay, the last thing, number three, really simple. Help others. Help somebody else today. Now, what I, my, my recommendation, if you're in the Define My Day user group, is to offer help to somebody else in the group. If somebody else asks a question, answer it. Help somebody through a problem. Support somebody in what they're doing. We just talked about Pamela. She's in the middle of this. She's doing testing, right? Offer a word of support. You know, um, if there's a, a business, like there's businesses out there asking for uh, to purchase gift cards so that they can survive. You know, there's a there's a there's a um, a hairdresser that uh, is setting up a, she set up a PayPal account to please buy a gift card, any help you can offer. Um, you know, people need to do what they can to survive, to pay their employees. Um, you know, if you're, if you're comfortable getting takeout, order takeout. If, you know, you can help somebody grab, gro if you can grab groceries for a neighbor, grab groceries for a neighbor, whatever you can do. It might even just be a phone call. You know, pick up your phone, FaceTime somebody and say, hey, how are you? How are you feeling? For five minutes. It doesn't need to be a monetary investment. It's just a, an investment of your time and a showing of your appreciation uh, that they matter to you. And so number three would be help, help, help others. So going through that list again, observe your energy, protect your energy. Number two, appreciate where we are, no matter how bad it might seem. Appreciate what you do have and keep that practice up even when this is over and then help others in any way you can, whether it's your time, effort, money, whatever you can do to try to help somebody, you'll feel better about that. It will give you a sense of meaning. All right. Let me go through the comments here because I've seen a couple scroll by and I want to make sure I get back to them. Um, Esther says, so many parents dealing with this new reality of the kids home 24-7. Thanks for being transparent with the challenges you're facing at home with your sons as a parent family. Yeah, so uh, it's it's hard. I, I mean, it's, it's a new thing. And, and thankfully for us, our boys are pretty good. And for us, it's just a, a little bit of adjustment left or right, you know, up or down how they go. Uh, but it is work, especially when the parents themselves are trying to deal with so many uncertainties and emotions and things going on. It's not easy. And, you know, we had a question the other day in the user group. Somebody asked about, you know, 
you know, what if kids just don't want to do what you're telling them to do? And if, you know, if we have to start, you know, that, that this with the kids, that just makes it that much more difficult. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going on. And I know even in our school district with people asking about, you know, school at home schooling and things like that, it's, there's so many variables and so many stressors. Uh, I think we need that. We need to keep in mind our values and we, what we want this time to be. And even myself, like last week I was working 10, 12 hours a day, just trying to get things, make sure things were in order. And, um, you know, there were times my boys were coming to me and asking me for things and I would tell them I'd have to do it later. I'd have to do it later. And the one time that really affected me was, you know, they wanted to go outside. It was 70 degrees outside and they wanted to go outside. And it's the first warm day of the year, really like really warm day. And I said, look, five o'clock, I'll go out with you. Okay. Well, wouldn't you know it at five o'clock, I go downstairs and it just started raining. And my kid was not happy about that. And that hit me. And that's where I had to feel like, you know what? All right. I need to make this a better priority like this. I need to move up um, when I take advantage of the time to spend with my kids. So we have to shift it and just be aware of, of what we are doing. Um, yeah. And got uh, dare to lead for work. Haven't started it yet. It's a good book. It is a good book. I learned, you know, it's funny. I learn a lot and maybe that's why it's taking me so long to read it because I'm, I'm digesting it and sort of thinking about things a little bit more than I normally would. Uh, you can mute yourself and stop your video in teams. It should be on a menu bar that comes up on the bottom of the screen. You know, Barbara, I looked at that. I looked everywhere. I couldn't see it. And it was, I couldn't see any settings for myself at all, whether my video wasn't on, but the audio apparently was. Um, uh, one boss not into any reading and the other temper to do learning apps from school and continue reading. Could you guess which is which? <laughs> Finish up Atomic Habits. That is, um, that's a really good book that if, if you need more structure and want to try to build better, healthy habits, atomic habits is really good. Um, the power of habit by Charles Duhigg is also very good. Um, and that's the, one of the ways uh, that we always talk about that we didn't talk about today, as far as protecting your, uh, your, your emotional ups and downs, the more structure you can have in your day, the better, especially now if we're not going to work and it's unstructured, the more structure you can have, the better. And you don't have to overdo it. Don't do it to the point of exhaustion. We're always monitoring our energy, right? But try to wake up at the same time every day. We talked about this in the, in the Dr. Gail Saltz episode we talked about last week. Structure. Um, not to the point that it hurts you. But try to get up the same time every day. Try to go to sleep at the same time every day. Try to have healthy habits and routines, exercise, meditation, things that are good for you. Even if you don't want to do them, focus on the end result more than how you feel about it. Angel, I like this. And I think we've actually talked about this in the past and I forgot about it. Um, I forget what you the strategy you use there. Um, so Angel observes her energy using the lines on, and this is, this is what I love about this process, the lines over here and define my day. So I use that as kind of a running to-do list of things I need to do right now uh, or today. Uh, so Angel uses this to 
uh, monitor her energy uh, through the day. We'll have to re-explore that, Angel. I forgot you did that. Janice observing each other's temperament and how I go about communicating tasks to get the wanted results. Yeah. And, and that, that requires a lot of emotional intelligence to, to observe whether you're working with coworkers or kids, adjusting, adapting your methods to somebody else's style of communicating. Uh, it's incredibly difficult, uh, but there's a lot of methods out there, whether you're using like a disc, the disc methodology or the Enneagram, uh, there's a lot of things and, and learning through all of this. If you have, if there's something you want to learn more about, such as effective communication, uh, there's a, there's a lot of good books out there. Captivate. Um, I can't remember the woman that wrote it, but Captivate is, uh, Vanessa Van Edwards, I believe. Um, that was a really good book about communication and you can get audible books. You know, we just bought, I, I bought my wife, uh, on our audible account, uh, untamed by Glennon Doyle. And so, I mean, you can like, you can get any, uh, anything on audible now. And if you don't want to have to sit down and read it, you can throw it in your ears as you're walking around the house, doing your chores or, or whatever, and digest some really good content. So try to keep that stuff up. All right. It's 1040. We were on for a long time today. Normally these aren't so long, but I appreciate everybody being with me. Uh, keep moving forward. Watch your energy. Try to flatten that emotional curve. And uh, I wish you the best. And I'll be back with you here tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Take care. Bye.